Hey, Joshua Rue, how are you? Hola, Christopher Ming. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, and um, I want to welcome everybody to episode seven of Political Commute. Episode seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. We've got a bunch of new likes on Facebook. Of course, people can find us on uh, facebook.com forward slash political commute. Now, there's a little wind uh, coming in your phone. Do you have earbuds or what's happening? You know, I, I do have earbuds, but let me just let me just get on the leeward side. I'm actually wandering around the building right now. Mm-hmm. I can okay. also go back inside. The walla will be different. Yeah, it's not technically a commute today. The commute has happened. There was supposed to be a train. The train was delayed. There was some biking to and from the train station and then a long drive in. So mm-hmm. you can talk about the commute, but there really isn't much of a commute going on right this second. That All said, right. All right. All right. Well, everybody, everybody knows that New York was uh, two days ago, Tuesday. Um, a lot happened on Tuesday, I think. Um, yep. You know, Hillary and the Donald um, made their mark. Um, they put the they yep. they put the uh, you know the gloves down. They put the sword in the sand. I guess. Um, yep. What What are your immediate thoughts about? I guess let's start with the Democrats because I'm just so bored of, of the Republicans right now. But let's start <laughs> with the Democrats. Um, you know, what's well, your take? My, my what's take? your take? I take was uh, a little disappointment because I wanted Bernie. I didn't expect Bernie to win, but I wanted him to do better because, you know, he just has this weird way of sometimes pulling these things out of the hat. It, it seemed to me like on both sides of the coin that the front runner, who's kind of not well liked by others, let's just say. So, you know, there's a lot of hate out there for Hillary. There's certainly mm-hmm. a lot of hate out there, I think, justifiably so, for the Donald because yeah. he has no, no reason being in politics at all, period. But, um, the sort of un- unlikable or unloved front runners, both both with New York roots, let's say, because obviously Donald Trump is from New York. Hillary kind of is from New York in a weird, not from New York carpet baggy kind of way, mm-hmm. but she was legitimately the senator from New York and, and served the state well uh, for quite some time. And so, you know, she has a connection there. And I think, you know, it was close enough to hometown gal. Of course, Bernie is from Brooklyn but, you know, has been sort of exiled, self-exiled to Vermont for low these last 172 years or whatever he's been away. Not that it's affected his accent at all, but there it is. Um, so, I don't know, that it, was, it was sort of like, oh, that happened. And I was, you know, again, I was kind of hoping for Bernie to win New York and get a chunk of delegates, and that didn't happen. Uh, and I kind of wanted uh, to anybody from Kasich, I guess. I mean, I hate Cruz. But I did want to see him do better because I just, I hate, you know, I just think that Donald is just such a ridiculous buffoon kind of creature. So it was kind of disappointing for me, frankly. I don't know. You're, you're the man on the ground. You are in our embedded correspondent in New York. How did you, uh, what was your take and how did you see it all happening and how do you feel about it? Well, uh, thanks. Um, I, 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 just to let everybody know, I live in Manhattan. I was born and bred here. Um, Hillary won the five boroughs overwhelmingly. She didn't do so great in Brooklyn, uh, in the, like the Williamsburg section, um, obviously Gowanus, where Bernie has uh, had a headquarters. She didn't do well. Uh, she did not do well in upstate New York, except for the cities like um, Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester. And I got to think that, you know, New Yorkers are dreamers, but they're dreamers for themselves. They're dreamers of making it big. They're dreamers of, of you know, coming here with $5 in your pocket. 
right? But there's such You're a making it into an empire. Yeah, yeah, but 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 there's a practical side. Like we're too busy to think about another revolution. I mean, I hate to put it that way. I hate to be a cynic Ouch. like this, but we're too busy to think about a revolution. All we, you know, we got to. We're working like crazy to make rent or, or pay the mortgage. Right. We're working crazy right. so we can go out to dinner twice a week or once a week right. or, or delivery or seamless like that. And, right. you know, it's like the, it's like the pizza rat. We're, we are the pizza rat. We are running up this, down the stairs with a slice of pizza in our, uh, in our mouth. And we got to get somewhere to eat that thing. And... You know, Bernie's message, while it appeals to the 20-somethings, and I can see why, because they haven't had real responsibility. I know they might have student debt, but they haven't paid, you know, bucket loads of taxes like we have over 30. Um, And I think that Hillary's message of, you know, can do and, you know, um, um, working out on, you know, working problem solving and, and strategy and uh, uh, compromise. And, um, you know, she had such a presence with the New York politicians. You know, she knows everyone here. And it yeah. was great yeah, to did. see in her victory speech, you know, so many folks, uh, local politicians with her on stage. And it also made me think about why New Yorkers love Mike Bloomberg so much. Mm. They, Let's discuss. Yeah, I'm curious to know what you think and what your thoughts are on that. I mean, well. he got the he got the trains running, he got yeah. us back into shape after 9/11. Um, yeah. Crime well, was. Giuliani takes some credit for that. Yeah, Giuliani was still around a bit after some, 9/11. Some, I mean, I mean, you know, the star has been tarnished uh, a bit. I think. But, 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 you know, I mean, a, a lot of people didn't like Bloomberg, but look, look, the guy won three terms in a row. Um, right. And I think that New Yorkers, uh, you know, I, I think he, Bloomberg is the opposite of Bernie Sanders. Yeah, in that's a way. True. You know, in a way. Bloomberg is the good Trump in a way. He's a self-made, he's self-made actually, a bazillionaire, but, you know, doing good things with that money. And he sort of, you know, he earned it legitimately. And uh, he's obviously a businessman and very well-respected. Mm-hmm. Very the thing, the thing empire. about the thing about I think what Bloomberg is is all about is data and process. Yeah, and that's really boring stuff. But oh, it is. He's a wonk. Yeah, but totally. but you know you get things done. You get things done, yeah. and you know we got we got city bikes finally. We got um, you know uh, the parks uh, sort of increased. I think that whole Brooklyn waterfront looks incredible now. And, yeah, the Brooklyn waterfront and the High Line, I think. Was, exactly, uh, exactly. Julie Hine was anti-anti. wanted to tear that thing down. Exactly. One of the best things that's happened in New York uh, in recent memory, actually. It's amazing exactly. up there. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I, I just think that that was an interesting, you know, uh, shift that I saw there in, in New York, that everybody in Manhattan, everybody in Queens, everybody in, in Staten Island, and I'm talking about Democrats, went for Hillary. And, um, you know, I, I also think that this is a time where Bernie has to really look in the mirror, Josh. He's got to look at his followers like you and say, you know what? I've pushed the conversation. Uh, Hillary is a lot more liberal than she was, you know, eight months ago, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's time for the good of the party, um, you know, to kind of say, hey, 
and he's not going to do this because that that message hasn't been coming out at all. No, but, it's too early. Know. It's too early for him to do that now. Yeah. He has a vi- I mean, not a viable shot, but if he still has a shot, when he's mathematically eliminated, then and and only then will he do that. And and then the question is, will he actually do that? Because you know the the argument could be made. He's kind of yes, it's a movement. Yes, it's a revolution. Whatever. But it's all about Bernie. I mean, there there was a very trenchant um, argument somebody put put forth. Not too long ago, part of the plane going overhead. Give us one second. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. It's wicked loud over here. But uh, where Hillary, you know, yes, she's taking pack money and whatever. And we may even have discussed this in episode six, I think. But um, he's raised, you know, like $20 million for other Democratic candidates. And apparently the stat on Bernie was that he's raised, you know, chunks of money for himself and his campaign and about a grand, about a thousand bucks for any other Democratic candidates. And that is not helping the party. That is not, you know, a rising tide that rises, you know, raises all ships or whatever. So the argument could be made that, yeah, she's establishment, but she's also more of a team player. And in the long run, she might actually, you know, be better for the party and better to better chance, perhaps, of an attempt sort of counterintuitive to say this, but of taking back the House. And I think, I think we're looking at definitely taking back the Senate and whether we take the House back or not is kind of a question. Don't forget to decide, so it's not so windy. Um, so, you know, look, I, I'm a fan of Bernie's, but I'm also seeing that he's not perfect. And, you know, we, we all thought he's this idealistic, wonderful, uncorrupted, pure guy. You know, the, as, you, as you spend time, in a way, virtually with a candidate or, you know, through this election cycle, you start to see, it's like traveling with somebody. Like, you may be really good friends with some couple, say, you know, you and your wife or whatever, and you go out, you go to the Hamptons or you go on a, you know, a European trip with them and you spend a lot of time <laughs> in hotels and restaurants and cars. You're like, God, they're really annoying. Or, Jesus, yeah. what is she that with their food? And, you know, oh, my God, it's all the nag, 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 and so negative. And you never see that. You know, we always right. say you learn about people when you travel with them. Well, the same could be said in a way for this, you know, excruciatingly long, drawn-out election. Well, I, 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 think, I, think that's a, well, I think that's a fantastic point, because you really saw that in that last debate, and I didn't, I, you know, it was like an echo chamber. I couldn't, I couldn't keep yeah. watching it, but I'm really tired of the finger-pointing, of the, of the wagging of yeah. the eyes, of the, yeah. you know, of the... Getting look, kind of shrill at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, you know, look at me, look at me, um, yeah. and, you know... He's like the guy at the dinner table at your at your family reunions where you just want to say, you know, okay, you know what? When is nap time? You know, <laughs> where's his off button? Yeah, yeah, I get that. yeah. but but you know, you tell Uncle Uncle he, Bernie to shut it already but, about income inequality. I get, we get it. We've heard it every he, single Passover he, or whatever. <laughs> he's done such a great job of energizing our base. He's done such a great job of even everybody thinking that Elizabeth Warren should be the VP. It's yeah. all it's all because of Bernie. It's all because yeah. of Bernie. So, yeah, you know, it may end up it may, it may be Hillary Elizabeth Warren because, in a weird way, of Bernie. You know, where where Elizabeth Warren would have been too radical a choice a year ago, now not so much because of Bernie. You know, perhaps maybe he's too toxic. Maybe he, maybe there's too much bad blood between him and Hillary now. I don't know. I don't. You know, I, have, I don't pretend to have any idea what's going on behind the scenes, but. You know, Elizabeth Warren, again, I said this before, I think she's sort of the female version of Bernie. She may even be more 
true to the cause and whatever, and more self-sacrificing, frankly. Uh, and she's amazing and, you know, just yeah. rocking for the middle class and, you yeah. know, for the downtrodden and the poor. And that's fantastic. Yeah. We need more people well, like those guys. And I, those I, are just, they're amazing. Yeah. I, there is a show on, uh, it's on MSNBC at our time, local time, Eastern time at six o'clock. It's called With All Due Respect. It's with um, um, uh, John Heilman and Mark Halperin, two authors, and they've been around forever. Anyway, they do a really nice show. It's not slanted left. It's not slanted right. It's really kind of, um, you know, more about kind of the inside game of politics. And mm -hmm. um, one of the things that they said last night was it makes perfect sense that Hillary might choose Elizabeth Warren because if you think back on Bill Clinton, who did he choose? A guy just like him, you know? Yeah. Uh, Southerner. Yeah. Um, well, just like him, in, in, uh, but not nearly with the charisma or, you know, he wouldn't eclipse. Yes, I think yes, yes. He wouldn't eclipse. Similar problems. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I think Elizabeth Warren's political makeup is certainly much more progressive, but, yeah. you know, um, I think that uh, we've talked about that on episodes two and three, that uh, mm. she would be a great choice. Yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, just, just a side note, Mark Halperin, if I'm thinking of the same guy, there's, that he was a speechwriter for Nixon once upon a time. I don't know if it's the same Mark Halperin. And then there's the Mark Halperin, who I think is the same guy, who uh, wrote, maybe we're talking about two different Mark Halperins, but the, uh, wrote uh, A Soldier of the Great War, which is one of my all-time absolute favorite works of fiction. It's actually, we were at an event last night for the opera, wearing a tuxedo with a British flag uh, bow tie last night and uh, talking to somebody who started talking about books and, you know, the first one that I could think of of like all-time favorite, like, you know, recent works of fiction was this this Mark Halpern book and it goes on yeah. forever. It starts, it takes about 200 pages to start and it's called A Soldier of the Great War and it was just the most beautiful book and I think it's the same guy. No, Oddly. it's not. I'm. I'm. I've, I've got. Uh, ah, damn. Uh, it's damn, not. Damn, damn. Sorry, and maybe yeah. the, maybe the Too guy's bad. name isn't Mark Halperin, um, but uh, the, no, it is. Well, it I, is. I think yeah, there are no, two Mark. Yeah, there are. There are. There are. Halperin or Halperin. Yes. Yes. It's Halperin. Anyway. it's help. Your guy is Halperin. My guy is Halperin. So. Got it. Anyway. You're getting me very well been a Nixon speechwriter for a while. <laughs> I don't know about these. Anyway. I don't know if he's old enough there. But anyway, take a take a take a a look at that now. Let's just talk a little bit about uh, Trump because, um, you know, people like us when we talk about Trump. Uh, yeah, I think we get ratings. We get, <laughs> we get, we we get great ratings. The only reason he's still a viable candidate is because he's making CBS money or whatever it is, Fox News or whoever. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, so I think, you know, with, I yeah. think I'm seeing a lot of, like, uh, uh, desperation now starting to seep in, you know, about it's almost like a foregone conclusion that there's going to be some ugly fight, whether it's a brokered convention, whether it's some you know, horrible devil's compromise. I mean, you've got yeah, yeah. the entire establishment now sort of rallying against their candidate. I mean, this is really almost unheard of. I mean, it makes sense because he's such a rogue, ridiculous, buffoon cartoon kind of candidate. But what the hell, when you, when you remember an entire, you know, this guy's got a clear majority. We will have a clear majority. You know, Cruz is making ground. I know, Cruz and that's sort of heartening in a way, but yeah. you know he's so distasteful himself that you know, God forbid, he gets the election, he gets the nomination, then what happens? Yeah, you well, know, well, well, Cruz is doing the delegate hunting, which is interesting, but I think um, Trump devastated so big in in New York on Tuesday that his path yeah. to the nomination is is it's it's right there. It's really right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm yeah. uh, you know. 
when you think about, I mean, first of all, not too many. There aren't too many Republicans in New York State, um, right. but the ones who are here looked at the choice and they said, you know what? Let's go with the guy who we've been reading in the Post for the last twenty years. You know, right. let, let, right. let's right. go. Let, let's go with. But him. he's at least a known quantity, and they also know that he's. You know, who knows what he's going to do? With 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 Cruz, you totally know what he's going to do. He's going to just dismantle everything good yeah. and you know, and non-sectarian or whatever. You know, he's just such a crazy theocrat that, and just so unlikable. I mean, my God, uh, I don't know. It's it's it should be interesting. And then and then there's Kasich still floating around, sucking votes down. You know, or a few delegates here and there, and and he's like he seems to be like now. Like he's a he seems like a nice guy who's really trying to be an asshole. He's really, really trying to play the I hate women, I'm a Republican candidate, I must hate all women and all reproductive rights and all, you know, things that are sort of progressive and decent. Like at one point he said there's something about LGBT discrimination. He said, oh, they should just get over it. You know, just stuff like, it's like telling a rape victim, mm-hmm. oh, you know, dust yourself off and, and let's go to work tomorrow. You know, it's like, what are you mm-hmm. kidding? Yeah, are, you, are you completely insensitive? you have any idea what you're talking about and yeah. what year this is? It's not 1950, brother. It's not yeah. anymore. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just hopelessly behind it. And then he's, for, for the Republican Party to be in such a state where he seems like the reasonable choice. I and mean, if you actually look at what he stands for and his position papers and whatever, yeesh, I mean, he's hardly a moderate. He's very, very right wing, and yeah, of course. if that's the most moderate they've got, then boy, oh boy, they just, well, they've drifted so far to the right. What I find interesting about the uh, the New York race was that there was no stop Trump media in New York. I, I mean, I don't watch Fox, but I didn't see anything on the on on on, on TV about stopping Trump. You know, they, uh-huh. they put they did such a great job in Wisconsin, but it was like you know, I guess they just sort of figured, ah, we're going to let them have New York. But I think they, yeah, I think a lot of people looked at the numbers and said, yeah. "This is hometown dude." Yeah, let's not and waste, let's not waste and money. Just, let's, yeah, and honestly, hardly anybody bought any media time pro con or, or indifferent. You know, they were very very little media spend. Interestingly, in there, part of it probably because you know. Ad dollars are very expensive, you know, dollars per second or whatever to run ads, I guess, in, in the New York market is going to be way, way higher than just about any place, maybe mm-hmm. other than Chicago or L.A. in the mm-hmm. country. And I guess they figured, well, you know, you got these hometown candidates and they're the front runners. And, you know, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, but Bernie also didn't seem to put too much money into it. I mean, mm-hmm. but a lot of a lot of appearances, there was, there was all these shots of... Um, Kasich eating his way into a delegate or two. You know, Cruz came out with nothing, right. and Kasich, I think, you know, snagged a couple here and there. You know, because of his weird eating pizza with the pork. Who, who does this? You know, if you come to New York, for God's sake, even if you don't know what you're doing, have some advisors who go, "Yeah, you don't eat pizza with a fork in New York City. You schmuck. You fold it up and you watch out for your grease, and you're good to go, idiot." Right, right. And it's just always good to people do that. It's, it's the big test. It's the big test, but. Um, one other thing about Bernie that I have to say is that he really campaigned in New York, and he really was out there. I mean, the rallies were really kind of yeah. awesome. Um, he, you know, he was he was flinging mud wherever he could onto Hillary, and you know, it's another reason why I think we can say to Bernie, "Look, you know, you tried your hardest, but your hardest wasn't good enough." So. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. going to win. I think that, that's, yeah. that's a good coda in a way, or, or you know, a good uh, slogan in a weird way for the campaign. He had a ton of momentum or has still some, 
you know, he might really make, you know, one last go of it. There's a sort of a mini Super Tuesday coming up, I guess, next week. But the writing is on the wall. I don't see it happening. And the question then is, well, how how does he bow out if he bows out? How does he, you know, make the best of this movement? Can he just hand this like a nice little package to Hillary? And how can he energize his people yeah. to get behind her and to do the right thing, which is to vote for the Democratic candidate, whoever that ends up being? Because well, there's so much hardcore support for him, but not her, because they see her as basically a sellout or the, or the, you know, the establishment that they're all railing against, they see Hillary Clinton personifying that. And, and to a point that's right. But, you know, when you consider the alternative, it's like the Nader argument, you know, it's not all or nothing in politics. It's always a compromise, which the Tea Party certainly has not gotten that message. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you sit out the vote because Bernie doesn't make it in, that's a terrible, terrible thing to do. And it just totally goes against everything he's standing for everything that whole campaign was about, which is, you know, moving the country forward, not backward. And so if the best way to do that, or if the only way to do that is to elect Hillary, then by all means, you take the lesser of two evils. And that's an instance, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's such uh, stubbornness. We call it the Nader effects just because Ralph Nader was so stubborn in 2000, uh, basically yeah. cost us, you know, sure. eight years of misery with George Bush and, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Iraq and uh, yeah. Afghanistan and yeah. God only knows what We can what blame else. him. We can also blame Joe Lieberman for doing something horrible, like not allowing the uh, veteran, uh, no, the army uh, votes in or something. I I, I, I kind of remember reading that uh, once. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, but, anyway, but, I, I read there was, a, there was a Supreme Court book called The Nine uh, one of the great New Yorker writers and, uh, it, and reading that whole, you know, it's just about the Supreme Court for the last 30 years or so. And, and reading that whole episode in 2000, mm-hmm. when they basically just handed the election to the idiot prince. Oh my God. It was so frustrating to read. And you know, I mean, and, and, but you know what, the thing about that is like the, the crooks are always the same crooks. You know, you've got Jeb Bush in Florida, you've got, you know, um, I don't even remember their names anymore, but anyway, uh, Josh, I, we, we've just, we, I think we've, we've hit our limit. I do want to add one thing is that even the pizza rat knows how to eat pizza in New York. Um, you know, he just puts it in his mouth, uses his hands, and um, you know that's a, that's something that everyone can take away uh, a little something from. Learning how to eat. I'm sorry, I couldn't really hear what you said there, but something about pizza in New York. <laughs> well, I said, I, said, I, said I, I don't know if you've seen the to, YouTube. Yeah, maybe John, <laughs> you had to. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, just forget <laughs> it. Easy, but... easy decisions to make. All don't right. eat it with a fork. Come on, don't be an idiot. You know. Exactly, exactly. All right, Josh, thanks so much. Uh, I uh, Have a great uh, rest of the day at work, and we'll talk to you Thank next you. week. Thank you. Totally appreciate you calling uh, after a several times, like several long days of shooting. You're a good uh, man, Charlie Brown, and uh, get some sleep. And we'll talk next week when maybe after the next Super Tuesday thing, we'll see, uh, see what happens. if we're putting a cap in this thing or, or if it's you know an ongoing fight. Who's to say? Or, we'll see what crazy things... Let's, we should put a bet. Okay, what's your what's your bet? Uh, what does Trump do in the next week to stay relevant or to stay in the media cycle? What's he going to do now? I well, need to ban what? all cats. Well, here, it's funny. Trump is actually acting like a human being, and it's going to be interesting to see if his followers kind of dig that or not. You know? He's, he's, yeah. He's, he's, and what's and, that about? What's that with yeah. manners? What? You have manners? <laughs> Excuse me? All what? Right. 
right. It seems human for a moment. Okay. Hang in, uh, get some rest, and uh, we will talk to you anon. And okay. thanks for listening, whoever out there is listening. So we appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. Ciao, man. See ya.